With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the FFSN NFL Draft Preview. My name is Jeremy Betts, and here to help me break down every angle of the 2024 NFL Draft, like we've done for the last couple weeks, is my good buddy Andrew Wilbar. Andrew, how's it going, man? It's going well. I'm excited to talk about the draft with the Combine. Finally here. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Too bad we can't go this year. I know you went last year. You had a lot of fun. You got a lot of good interviews. You got to see a lot of prospects uh, and uh, do interviews with prospects. Um, you know, part of part of what makes the combine such a big deal for all of these teams is the fact that they get to talk to these players one on one in rooms where they can draw plays, where they can uh, ask them tough questions about. Um, off the field issues, you know, the interview process actually in reality is the bigger deal than the on-field workouts ever will be. It's just what we see on TV, what we get from the combine is all those workouts and, and what these guys are doing to improve their draft stock. And so we're going to have a full combine recap for you next week here on the FFSN NFL draft preview. But today, Andrew, we're going to jump into your mock draft, and it's a pre-combine mock draft. A lot of things are going to change, but you do have some intriguing picks being made. Let's jump right into it, Andrew, with the first overall pick. This one, no surprise. The Bears are moving on from Justin Fields, and in doing so, they are selecting the top quarterback in the class by most consensus, and that is Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC. Anything to note here before we move on to more uh, interesting things potentially. If I was the general manager, I would have serious concerns about taking Caleb Williams one overall. Yeah. Uh, just, I questioned his mental toughness. Uh, I, I, I have a hard time taking a guy who cries on his mother's shoulder after a loss and paints <laughs> his fingernails personally, but we'll see what happens. The guy's talent is off the charts, but I, yeah, the Mahomes stuff is blasphemy in my opinion. 
I nobody's Patrick Mahomes. Okay, let's yeah. just forget that. That doesn't mean he can't be an elite quarterback, though. I think he has a ton of upside. Is it enough to trade Justin Fields, who I think has a good bit of upside in his own right? I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Caleb Williams, he's trending to be the pick. It wouldn't shock me if the Bears went a different direction of quarterback, like went for a Jaden Daniels first overall. But I think it's becoming more and more clear that they're ready to move on from Justin Fields. Yeah, it does look like that's the case and Caleb Williams is the chalk answer here my top quarterback in the draft though actually is going second in your mock and that is to the commanders I think myself and Nate Tice of the athletic might be the only guys with with uh, Drake May as their top quarterback in the draft class uh but Drake May is it he's going to the commanders and then following that up you've got the Patriots selecting Jaden Daniels at quarterback so quarterbacks go one two three why'd you go with this order of the second guys here well, Dan Orlovsky is a big fan of Drake May as well. He had compared him to Ben Roethlisberger earlier yeah, in the process. True. He's gotten some of those comparisons. To, I have Jaden Daniels rated higher. I'm tempted to even move Jaden Daniels to one. I'm really interested to see what he weighs in at the combine. If he weighs in at that 205 range or more than that, if he puts on a little bit more weight, I will be very tempted to move him to one overall because of my concerns with Williams and his mental toughness. And with Drake May, just his performance against stronger competition just wasn't that good. Uh, if he, if Drake may would have had the year he had in 2022 again this year, even without showing much progression, I think he would have vied for the number one spot. And in my opinion, probably he would have been my number one quarterback in this draft, but he did regress. He lost yeah. Josh Downs. He lost some pieces. He still had uh Q Walker. He still had some guys at wide receiver, uh, but he did lose some talent. And I think that's something that has to be noticed. My big concern is just his clutch. A lot of Justin Herbert comparisons, but even with Justin Herbert, we've still seen his inability to win the big game. We'll see if having Jim Harbaugh there, he can kind of change that mentality about him. But Drake May, he's got a ton of talent in the world. It's just his accuracy is a little – goes in spurts from time to time, and that's a little bit concerning for me. But Jaden Daniels, uh, to New England, it's New England needs to shake up the culture a little bit, quarterback. Yeah. Just change the scheme up. I think that's a good fit for Jaden Daniels, uh, but even better fit from New England's perspective. They have to get something different than the same old, same old at quarterback. And I think Jaden Daniels provides a new spark of energy that New England's been missing the past couple of years. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that Jaden Daniels actually had the best tape of any of the quarterbacks in 2023. I think his tape was off the charts. He looked amazing. And you obviously have to rely on more than just one year of tape, but uh, he is a very intriguing prospect and a guy that uh, very well could be the best quarterback to come out of the 2024 class here. Um, Andrew, at number four, is any is, is there any chance somebody other than Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. goes uh, as the first non-quarterback off the board? You've got him going to the Cardinals at four, which I think is a home run pick for the Cardinals if they stick and pick there. Yeah, I, Marvin Harrison Jr. is my number one player in this draft, and it is not really even close. I don't I have Caleb Williams close. I don't have any of these quarterbacks close. Marvin Harrison Jr., in my opinion, is the best player in this draft. And that takes a lot for me to say as a Michigan fan. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love Marvin Harrison Jr. His game, he is so clean in so many aspects. He's a good route runner. He catches the ball. He knows how to get open. He also knows how to win contested catches. I, I, I'm i big into bloodlines. I, I believe in the power of bloodlines. That's why I was a big fan of Joey Porter Jr. last year. Pedigree matters with these guys. Guys that grew up around the game, they just they get that extra advantage. I'm not saying it works out every time and you don't draft them because of that, but it is an extra perk. It's that extra benefit that kind of breaks that tie. If there's another prospect that you're going in between 
in that same position. Like some people are really high on a doomsday and consider him to be at the same level as Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't, but if I did, I would still go with Harrison because, oh, he's the one who has the bloodlines. And that matters to me. When you're around one of the greatest receivers of all time, it really matters. So I, I love Marvin Harrison Jr. And when you think of Arizona, yes, they have Rondell Moore. Yes, they have some other guys there, but Marquise Brown may not be around there next year. There's yeah. going to be some shakeups in that wide receiver room. They have to find another guy. And why not? If, if he's there at the fourth pick, if you're Arizona, you there is no trade in the world that makes yeah. me trade out of that pick. I am going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, there's some calls now for the Bears if they go Caleb Williams at one to try to trade up back to four and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, to, to pair with that. And that would make sense. But if you're the Cardinals, why do that? You know, unless right. you're getting a bounty uh, of bounties for that pick. It just doesn't make sense to me to, to make that move. So uh, you've got another wide receiver going to the Giants at number six, Malik Neighbors. The, the Giants have a lot of needs, um, and obviously quarterback is one of those needs, but with the top three guys going off the board, doesn't really make sense for them to go that route there. At number five, though, before that, you have the Chargers taking Joe Alt, the, the consensus top tackle, top offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, why did the Chargers go with a tackle over – a wide receiver maybe to pair with uh, Justin Herbert, who could really use another weapon on the outside with a couple of his receivers. Now his top two receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams having injury concerns and, and showing their age. Well, I think the chargers still believe in Quentin Johnson. I'm still concerned about him as an overall prospect, just because he's not that complete, still really raw, not never going to be a great route runner. Uh, but I think the chargers believe in him on the outside. I do think that, there, there could be something to the Brock Bowers rumors. I'm hearing a lot of stuff about Brock Bowers and how Jim Harbaugh loves his tight ends. It would make sense. But Jim Harbaugh also likes offensive linemen because he likes this thing called yeah. running the football a lot. <laughs> so I, I it would not shock me in the slightest to see them go with a guy like Blake Worm even as early as the second round, but getting an offensive tackle as well. Alt's, I see him the best fit on the left side, but Trey Pipkins, uh, one of their starters, they really could afford to upgrade the position there. Uh, they're a little bit thin there. Rashawn Slater has the versatility to move wherever along the offensive yes. line. I think in this scenario, he moves to the right side and you play Joe Alt at left tackle. And I think that solved some of the issues the Chargers had up front last year, that in and of itself. And it got bad at times last year. Yeah. So uh, I really do uh, I really do like the way that this is shaping up for the Chargers at pick five. You're going to have a chance to get a premier offensive player, whether it be on the offensive line or at a skill position. They've got to get better at both places. I think going all is the safest way to go. Yes, uh, it's it makes a lot of sense for them. It really does. And I know a team that's going to be a little disappointed if that's the way it goes, but they still end up with a tackle here in your draft, and that is the Titans at seven, getting Olu Fashanu from Penn State, who by all metrics is, is just as good as Joe Ald, maybe yep. a little less refined, but this guy has all the upside in the world. Tell us why he's a good fit in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I I think when you look at uh, Nicholas Pettit Freire uh, and some of the other tackles that they brought in recently, that you see some good snaps, you see some bad ones, and ultimately the quarterback is just underdressed too often. It was that case this past year with Will Levis. Levis did not have a good offensive line in college, and that affected his durability. And it looks like they're going full steam ahead with Will Levis. I think you have to at this point. We saw what Levis was capable of that first game he came in through for four touchdown passes. This guy's got what it takes. I, I I was I was surprised at what he showed in his rookie season, but you've got to protect him. He already has the injury concerns, and you knew that when you drafted him. So you have to protect him now. They don't have a ton of great weapons on the outside. They don't have a quantity of weapons, 
but it is a deep wide receiver draft. I know there's tackles, but the tackles I have a feeling are going to dry up a little bit faster. And there's other options in free agency at wide receiver. You could potentially lure a Brandon Ayuk there to play. You could find some yeah. guys at that position, but offensive tackles a little bit harder. When you're up that high and have a chance to get a potential all pro at offensive tackle, you don't pass that up. So you got to find someone new to put on the blind side of Will Levis. I think this is a great fit for Tennessee. I agree. And, you know, one of the things that's going to play into this a lot is you're going to feel a lot better about the day two, day three wide receivers if you're an NFL team than you are about the day two, day three offensive tackles. That's just the way it's going to be in this draft. So go get the tackle now. And then you've got plenty of wide receivers coming around uh, the turn at in round two, round three, round four that you can you can add into your team and they can contribute very quickly. So I like this play. Um, our first trade of your draft takes place next, and it's kind of a surprising one. A lot of people pegging the Falcons to maybe move up and try to snag one of those quarterbacks. You kind of like them. We were talking off air. You like them, maybe Landon, Justin Fields, or Kirk Cousins, even one of these free agent quarterbacks that kind of sets them up right now uh, or a trade in the fa- case of Justin Fields. Uh, but you have the Broncos trading up with the Falcons. The Falcons trading back now. And the Broncos, who need a quarterback desperately as well, uh, taking J.J. McCarthy, who is is consistently rising up boards and finding himself in the top 12, 10, 8 picks of most mocks now. Why does J.J. McCarthy get this boost right now, and why does he end up in Denver? There's going to be a team that falls in love with J.J. McCarthy. And when I'm looking at Sean Payton and just the things he's looking for, he had Drew Brees for so many years. Drew Brees didn't necessarily have the the strongest of arms, but he had a good arm, but he was deadly accurate. And when you look at McCarthy, when he has time, he has great precision. He doesn't have the touch Drew Brees had. But I believe when you put him in a system with a guy like Sean Payton, who likes Jared Stidham a lot, I think Jared Stidham, in this scenario, probably is starting at the beginning of the year because you don't really want to put in McCarthy right away. But I think Sean Payton would be a great mentor for J.J. McCarthy. He would understand where he's at in his development. Payton, I think, wants his own guy that he can develop at this point. He's tried the veteran route with Russell Wilson. Didn't work out. I don't see Denver going for another vet. I think they're going to have to trade up to get their guy. And if they can't get up for one of those other three, I think he's a guy that would make a lot of sense for Sean Payton. And when you look at from Atlanta's perspective, they need leader immediate leadership on this offense. They have young weapons. They have Drake London, who's a really good wide receiver. They have Bijan Robinson, who underperformed and still had an outstanding rookie season and was underused really in that offense. That they, they they need to just have someone come in and say, okay, this guy's the workhorse back. We're not going to keep feeding Tyler Algier forty percent of the carries. We're going to make Bijan Robinson this top running back. And even Kyle Pitts started to come on toward the end of the year a little bit. So they have talent on offense, young talent. But if they're if the, before they have to pay all these guys, you yeah. it, you want to get the vet while you have the opportunity to do so financially. And I think this would be the time for Atlanta to get a guy like Justin Fields. You're gonna have to pay him. You're gonna have to decide that fifth year option immediately and pay him pretty quick. But at least that puts you in an opportunity to compete immediately in that division, which overall is very weak. Yeah, the Saints. We'll see what they do at quarterback. Whether they have Derek Carr or not, there's no guarantee that they're going to be in a great situation. And Washington probably drafting a quarterback or wrong division. I apologize about that. Washington uh, in the East, but Carolina, yeah. Bryce Young, yeah, Carolina. Uh, you know, what do you have there? There's so many questions in this division. This is an opportunity for Atlanta to get above the curve, be immediate playoff contenders. And all they need to do is add another piece to the offensive line and then start chipping away at some of these defensive holes that they have up front. 
and you have a contending team that could actually go somewhere in the in there. But if you draft a rookie quarterback, you just got more youth on that offense. You're going to have yeah. more rookie mistakes. You're going to have a lot of problems. If I'm Atlanta, I'm going after Justin Fields. It makes too much sense in the world. Yes, there's pressure for bringing back a hometown guy. It puts a lot of pressure on Justin Fields. But I would rather that than drafting a rookie quarterback and just taking this rebuild process even longer and potentially by the time we have a contending team losing out and having to pay Drake London, having to pay this guy, and then, oh, the following year we have to pay our quarterback now. Yeah. You know, This makes more <laughs> sense in the timeline for Atlanta to just go after Justin Fields. Sure. I love the J.J. McCarthy-Sean Payton marriage. I think that would be really good for him. Um, you know, McCarthy's going to be a name to watch in this draft. A lot of a lot of things are going to swing on the J.J. McCarthy decision, whether uh, a team trades up for him or kind of sits there and waits. But some of those teams, the Broncos, obviously, who you had to end up doing it, trading up, uh, the Vikings, the, the Falcons even, who are sitting there in that eight spot, the Raiders at 13, all of these guys – all of these teams are very uh, much in the mix to move up for that fourth quarterback, whoever that might be. Maybe one of these teams even makes a huge swing up into the top three to try to land their guys. Well, we shall see. Let's kind of zoom through a couple more of these picks here. The bears are picking again at number nine. They get Roma Dunze, a great wide receiver prospect to pair with their young rookie quarterback. I think a lot of bears fans would love walking away with this. I think that they could even look, as an option going the uh, uh, the Houston Texans route where they went quarterback and then pass rusher with their first two picks last this last season and ended up with a, a team going to the playoffs. Maybe the Bears could follow that, uh, that type of, of design in their draft as well and go with a guy like Jared Verse or uh, Latu Latu um, or, you know, um, the, the Alabama edge rusher, right now and and, you know kind of build around that same yeah yeah exactly a build around that same type of of deal but Roma Dunze makes a lot of sense you got uh Fulaga the offensive tackle from Oregon State going to the Jets they absolutely need tackle help this is a great pick for them the Vikings landing lot two at 11 and then the Falcons who traded back they end up taking the Alabama pass rusher Dallas Turner why did they go pass rusher instead of maybe a corner wide receiver something else Turner's a versatile guy that I think Raheem Morris is really going to like. He can do a lot of things with. They need pass rush help badly. And when you look at the guys that are still on the board, could they afford to add an extra tackle? Yes. But if you're looking at a potential left tackle as a a long-term replacement on the left side, there's not really a guy that stands out above the rest. Like some people are on the Guyton train. I'm not there yet. Uh, You got Jordan Morgan. That'd be a bit of a reach. I don't really find a great fit for Atlanta up front. They have their weapons for the most part taken care of. They'll add another weapon at some point in the draft, but I don't think you need to do it first round. And linebacker, it's too early to take. So at that point, you go pass rusher. Dallas Turner, didn't he had good production, not as good a production as I think what any of us expected. But with yes. Raheem Morris potentially changing up the scheme a little bit in Atlanta, I think that you're going to see a guy like Turner, who's a situational pass rusher, who's just a basic outside linebacker with a lot of speed coming off the edge. He's someone that I think Raheem Morris is going to like, someone that he's worked with, like a Terrell Lewis, a guy that he had in uh, with the Rams, another Alabama guy. I think there's a lot of similarities in those two guys' games. Uh, of course, Lewis having some really good length but also has an yeah. injury concern. So I, I think this is a guy that Raheem Morris could really do some things with. And the Falcons have needed pass rush help for years now. Yes. <laughs> they are one of those teams. Uh, I think see in Dwight, Atlanta. Yeah. Dwight Freeney was the last good one in Atlanta. <laughs> and that was in the back end of his career anyway. So uh, 
how about the Raiders at 13 taking Quinion Mitchell, the fast rising corner? You and I both agree that I, we think he'll be the first corner off the board, especially after the combine. I think he's going to blow up the combine, really uh, accelerate his draft stock a little bit and get him into maybe those top 15 picks like you have him here going to the Raiders. A home run pick for the Raiders here, in my opinion. Anything briefly on Mitchell before we get to the next trade in your mock draft? He just seems to be a guy that Antonio Pierce would love. He's that's the yeah. guy that it, it fits Antonio Pierce's culture. You know, he's just he he goes out there and just balls out. He he knows how to play and he plays to the best of his ability. He's physical, he's fast, he's exactly what they need to pair with Nate Hobbs in that secondary. Absolutely. All right. A blockbuster trade here, Andrew. The Kansas City Chiefs are all in on the three peat. They're moving up and they're going to take a player that maybe has the biggest range of where he could go in this entire first round. He's definitely going to be a first round pick. He could go as early as five to the chargers. He could go as late as 18 to the Bengals, but you've got the chiefs coming up and getting the falling Brock Bowers trading with the saints and, you know, securing their, their Travis Kelsey replacement uh, while also getting a weapon that they can use right away in the passing game. This makes a lot of sense for the chiefs. If they're willing to give up that pick. Yeah, you can have two tight end sets while you still have Travis Kelsey. It's not like you're pushing Travis Kelsey into retirement, but you have to consider the fact that he isn't getting any younger. We saw some regression this year. What happens with his attitude? I mean, everything that happened with him and Andy Reid post-Super Bowl and uh, everything that has just gone on with him and Taylor Swift, it's like, what happens if he just becomes a distraction? What happens if we end up having to cut ties with him? There's so many things that have got to be going through Brett Beach's head, like, Brock Bowers, yeah, I know you have a lot of these tight ends that are the best ones in the league, like the Mark Andrews, the George Kills. We can get a tight end second, third, fourth, fifth round. Tight end is horrible this year outside of Brock Bowers. Horrible. Yep. I have two guys with day two grades, Jatavian Sanders and Theo Johnson. Yep. Nobody else. Three tight ends in my top 100 right now, and even the two on day two are kind of a stretch in some aspects. Brock Bowers is the guy in this draft that, you can put them out in the slot. You can put them everywhere. They Chiefs have to get another weapon. If I'm the Chiefs GM, and I know this isn't what I'm doing if I'm the GM, but I truly believe this is something that Kansas City is willing to do because they don't have a bunch of needs on the defense. They're going to just work on retaining the guys that they have, I believe. you if you if They can retain what they have on defense. The only thing you have to do is get I mean, one guy on the offensive line, which you can still do with a day two pick. I know you have to trade up some capital in this draft and yeah. next year's draft to be able to do this. But – you get a guy like Brock Bowers, and then in free agency, you bring in a vet receiver, whether that be a Nico Collins or a Brandon Ayuk or Marquise Brown, someone like that to pair with Rasheed Rice. And could you imagine Marquise Brown on the Kansas City Chiefs? That would be pretty exciting. Yeah. And then get a Brock Bowers. Now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs offense is unstoppable again in the eyes of everyone. Not that it was ever yeah. stoppable with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes a lot of sense for them to get an offensive playmaker to come up in the draft and do that. Brock Bowers uh, of the guys left of the pass catchers left is probably the best. Even if you consider some of the wide receivers that are on the board, still the Colts you have going defensive tackle, uh, Jerzon Newton out of Illinois, a really good player, very solid in all aspects with some real athletic upside. He's a really good player. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if the Colts who um, really take pride in, in, in drafting athletic specimens go this route it makes a lot of sense you've got a little bit of a surprise here at 16 Andrew this is even 
high in the first round if this guy even makes it in the first round, but an athletic marvel at inside linebacker Peyton Wilson of North Carolina State going to the Seahawks. How does Wilson get into the first round, Andrew? This is this is a little unprecedented in mock drafts this this offseason, I would say. It is, but there's always that guy. And I know it's you don't always try to predict the outlier pick in the draft, but Seattle under John Schneider has been known for off-the-wall picks. I, I, I remember the last time they went inside linebacker with the, uh, Texas Tech. I believe the yeah. linebacker just a couple years ago. The name is slipping me right the second. But a guy who – Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks. Yeah, Jordan Brooks. A guy right. who's come in and he's produced for them. The the Seahawks don't care about what the media's perspective is on draft boards. They don't care what other teams' draft boards are. They legitimately do not care about any of that. They just go about who they think the best player is, and they go by it. And when you look at Peyton Wilson, he's not in the same mold of a Bobby Wagner. But Bobby Wagner's there's no guarantee Bobby Wagner is you know going to be uh, going to be back to Seattle, and they 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 there's they've got some holes that they need to fill, and. When you look at the inside linebacker position, Peyton Wilson doesn't just fill one role for them. They've had a lot of guys that are just that Sam or Will linebacker. They can just kind of move them around. Uh, they've had a lot of guys in the past few years that have just had some versatility, and they like moving around in their 4-3 defense. I think that Peyton Wilson is a great fit for Seattle, and I think that this is a guy that John Schneider would recognize because he has that athleticism. Because when you look at the other guys, you know, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., I don't see as a fit for yeah. Seattle. Maybe Edgar and Cooper, but the, the Seattle's, Seattle's either looking for a guy who's a tackle machine. And despite Wilson's athleticism, he is he's a good tackler in the open field. But he's not the guy who's probably going to be a Mike linebacker for them. He's going to be a guy that's playing either the Sam or the yeah. Will. He can play either one. But he's a good fit for their 4-3 defense. It's kind of an outlier pick. Maybe Seattle trades back and does it. But Peyton Wilson is rising on boards. This isn't like a Mel Kuyper yeah. stunt where I'm pushing a guy way up just because, you know, I want to give this guy <laughs> some recognition. I, I, I This makes a lot of sense just based upon fit. I wouldn't have given Peyton Wilson to probably any other team in the first round. But sure. Seattle, based upon how they utilize their linebackers, I think Peyton Wilson could make sense. He's not a Bobby Wagner clone. Maybe they go Junior Colson and try to get that same style of player as Bobby Wagner. But I think Peyton Wilson makes a lot of sense just from – past drafts, the way they go about their business, this made a lot of sense to me. So I put in there kind of as the surprise pick, but it's something that I could legitimately see happening. Yeah, it, it makes a ton of sense for them as a team, for sure. Um, we will see how that plays out, how the Seahawks go about it. New head coach, new front office to a point there, um, making some making some picks here. Uh, the Jaguars add a wide receiver for uh, Trevor Lawrence and Brian Thomas Jr., a, a vertical threat out of LSU. Got a lot of upside, Brian Thomas Jr. does. Uh, the Bengals go Amarius Mims out of Georgia, a guy that a lot of Steelers fans, we're Steelers fans here, Andrew Wilbar and I, from the Steel Curtain Network, uh, and we uh, like Amarius Mims as an option for the Steelers. The Bengals snag him to uh, replace Jonah Williams, who's a free agent. Uh, and then the Rams, they take the, the second cornerback off the board. That's Terrian Arnold at cornerback uh, from Alabama. Arnold is is a lot of uh, pundits number one cornerback in this draft, but he uh, falls to 19 here. Uh, it makes sense. There's a lot of good players in the first round here. There's a lot of good uh, talent, so it, it would make sense for him to fall. Another trade, though, at 20, the Buccaneers trade up with the Pittsburgh Steelers to grab Troy Fatanu from, uh, from Washington. Why did the Buccaneers make this move, and why does it make sense for the Steelers as well? 
Yeah, I, I got a lot of comments on my mock draft about this one because a lot of people are like, well, this doesn't make sense for either team. Tampa Bay, they need offensive line help, but they can get that same – they can get a similar guy six picks later because it's a deep draft. And then you see how those next picks played out. And then the Steelers fans are like, what are the Steelers doing They in this situation? Why would you do that? You let four offensive linemen go past. With Tampa Bay, they value versatility. They've, they've not, they're not unfamiliar with going the Washington route. When you look at Fatanu, he fits what they're trying to do up front. He's going to slide inside in the NFL. Tampa Bay could use help along the interior, both guard and center, but specifically guard. They've got a, a guy who just recently left due to retirement, and they've got some pending free agents that they need to make sure that they secure up front or guys that are on the last year of their deal. Uh, Fatanu can fill a lot of different roles. Some people see him at center. I see him as a guard at the next level, but he's a day one starter with a lot of upside. He moves well. He sometimes got beat by quicker edge rushers at tackle, but I believe that is appeased when he moves inside. I don't believe you're going to see that same issue. He kind of got beat to the inside shoulder a lot in college, but I don't think you see that when he lines up at guard. So I like that fit for them. And from the Steelers' perspective, I, they have the Steelers have several needs that they could really afford to move back a few spots. Yes, they missed out on a few guys in this draft, but there's still guys that they'd be able to get in the second round along the offensive line. Graham Barton is a guy that I see a lot of David DeCastro in. I, I gave him to the Dolphins at pick 21, and obviously Latham yeah. and Guyton go after that. I don't see either of those guys as fits for the Steelers personally. Uh, Latham, I, I'm curious to see what he tests athletically. I have concerns about just how well he keeps his body in shape at that size. And then you, a guy like Guyton, an extreme athlete, uh, but how good is his complete game? You know, can he be yeah. consistent as both a pass rush, a pass protector and run blocker? Didn't really care for the fits there in Pittsburgh. I just didn't see either of them as fits. So that's why I, I believe the move made sense. The Steelers, I don't believe are going to be afraid to move around the draft board with Omar Khan as the general manager, who's an analytics guy. And then Troy Fatanu seems to be a great fit for Tampa Bay. And with Baker Mayfield more than likely returning, they could use a little bit of extra help up front to keep him upright. Absolutely. You got, um, like you said, Fatano going to at 20 to the, to the Buccaneers, then Barton going to the Dolphins guard center option for, for the Finns. Uh, skipping 22 and the Eagles pick, you go to 23 who took Latham from Alabama and then uh, the Cowboys at 24 take Guyton at 22 going back to the Eagles pick. You got Nate Wiggins cornerback and then the Packers at 25 taking another cornerback. So some cornerbacks coming off the board here and then the Steelers end up with their selection taking Darius Robinson, the uh, fast rising defensive lineman from Missouri. He can play outside inside. He's got a lot of versatility. Maybe not so much in the Steelers' 3-4 defense, probably not standing up on the edge, but uh, maybe we'll we'll see how that would play out, what, what the Steelers try to do with his weight. Um, and then another defensive tackle going to the Cardinals at 27. Uh, and then rounding this out, you got got some, some picks here that we'll want to talk about real quick, but uh, anything out of those picks that just stands out to you very quickly before we move on? Not really. Uh, the yeah. big one I want to get to, and I don't want to get ahead of this, but – uh, one guy that is going to get a lot of talk between now and the draft is Keon Coleman, a guy that I am really high on. I have him at 28, the Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, I am intrigued by what he's going to run in the 40. A lot of people, I thought on tape, he looked a little bit faster than what people are giving him credit for. A lot of people are like, I'm really concerned about his 40. I, I could be wrong, and I may have to correct myself at this point next week on the show. I think he's faster than what people give him credit for. We'll see what happens. I know we're running out of time, but... 
keep an eye on Keon Coleman because I yeah. really like his game overall. And if he runs below a four or five, he's going to shoot up on boards. But like on my own personal board, I have him as a top 20 guy. He just happened to fall a little bit further in this draft uh, just based upon need uh, for our other teams. Yeah, Bill's taking him at 28. Makes a ton of sense for them. They need playmakers on offense. Don't know what Diggs is going to do uh, in that offense, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Lions, this makes a ton of sense for them to go cornerback, and it's Rakestraw from Missouri uh, rising up draft boards as well. These Missouri guys, man, rising up draft boards. It's it's fun to watch. Uh, Edron Cooper uh, goes to the Ravens at 30. They're going to need a linebacker. Obviously, they got Trenton Simpson waiting in the wings, but is he quite ready for – the Patrick Queen role in that defense this year. We'll see. Uh, uh, another trade here. The 49ers trade out, and the Raiders trade back in to the first round to pick up none other than their quarterback of the future, quote-unquote, Michael Penix Jr. from Washington. Tell us about this pick before we get to the Saints pick after their trade with the Chiefs. Yeah, the past few drafts, we've seen quarterbacks kind of slide down the board if they yep. don't go early. This year, I just I don't think that's the case. I can't find enough starting caliber quarterbacks in, in free agency in the draft to where there's going to be some teams that have like a legit need at, at quarterback, which we haven't seen the past couple off seasons. That's why we haven't seen quarterbacks overdrafted. I think we're going to see some different this year. Bo Nix may end up go ahead of him. If Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. light up the scouting combine, yeah, I think you're going to see one of them go in the first. I really do because there's too many teams that need it. And when you look at the fit, Antonio Pierce, this is a guy Antonio Pierce is going to like. He, Yes, you have the injury concerns, but a guy who's been through the ringer and just gets up every time, comes back. And as a guy who could step in from day one, he's mature. Uh, he's seen a lot of football, played with two different teams. He could come in and it really, I mean, they have a good receiving core overall. When you have Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, they yeah. have some weapons there already. Michael Mayer. I, I think, I think Penix could come in and give them some immediate production. I do have concerns about his long-term durability and I wouldn't take him in the first round personally, but for Antonio Pierce, a guy who, uh, probably wants to have some immediate success in his first yeah. year as coaching. Cause you don't know how long that leash is going to be with him. I think you go with Michael Penix here. It just makes a lot of sense. The fit in Vegas just—it seems to be—he seems to be a guy that would fit well with that culture. I 100% agree, and I think Luke Getzey is a good offensive coordinator in style for a guy like Michael yes. Penix Jr. Quick rhythm passing game, something Justin Fields was not very good at <laughs> in uh, in Chicago. So uh, we round this out with the Saints um, after their trade with the Chiefs, taking offensive tackle Jordan Morgan out of Arizona. Morgan is a, is a fun watch on tape. He's a guy that has uh, some upside, but um, it, it could really find himself in, on day two as well. Um, Andrew, any, any final highlights from, from this that you want to just hit real quick before we call it a show? Everything's going to change after the combine. That's the one downside yeah. of doing a mock right before the combine starts. But be sure to check out the rest of the mock at fansforsports.com. I give a, a brief breakdown of each pick. Uh, on there, there were a couple picks we didn't get to as much, but if you didn't get your team's pick, make sure you go and check that out. Fansforsports.com. The full first round is up there. Uh, as we get close to the draft, I'm going to expand this. Mock 3.0 will probably be at least two rounds, if not three. And then 4.0 will be three or four rounds. And then with the seven-round mock being 
mock 5.0. So be sure to check it out. There's something for every team. If you have questions, be sure to submit them. Jeremy at the bets 93. Uh, we can answer them on the show. We're going to have some draft prospects coming up. No, we went a little bit longer today than sometimes, but uh, so much to talk about with the draft. We're going to have yep. some risers and followers next week. I'm looking forward to, it. I love that show. Uh, so we yes. could be here for hours next week for all I care, but uh, we'll find a way to condense it. Absolutely. Combine recap coming up next week. Uh, this was Andrew Wilbar's 2024 mock draft 2.0, and it was a lot of fun. Andrew, thanks for doing the show with me. As always, you can find this wherever you get your podcasts. FFSN NFL Draft preview show is on the FFSN NFL feed, and then you can also check this out on YouTube uh, as well. It'll come out later on, closer to the weekend. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hope you all enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you next time here on the Fans First Sports Network's NFL Draft.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.